Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Reske. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. I wanted to ask you about like your thoughts on the state of the church. It seems like the church is changing. You you know I like to think like this. So, you know, as an architect, I'm always like a big picture thinking and, and then come into details and, and some of my thoughts on this, right? I think I think COVID just accelerated the death of things that were going to die anyway. It just it just you know, accelerated stuff that was declining, was about a crash land, boom, it happened. So it wasn't that it's a surprise. It probably just, we had to admit that it was going to happen. You know, I think since COVID, I think we are in a really, really interesting period in time right now. We're, we're in that in-between changeover time, a cultural changeover. Some, something I read recently about talking about like, if you looked at between 1910 and 1920, so many interesting things happened, you know, a hundred years ago. You had a, you know, Spanish flu kicked in, that finishes off in the middle of this war that then, you know, changes an old imperial system into a new, what we have now lived in the modern world, you know, the, the sort of post-industrial, the, the industrial world and the capital world that's coming. And, and in that period, you had an old guard that was trying to go back the way <laughs> and say, let's, let's just go back to thing being this, you know, and let's just go back and conquer Africa or India, or whatever, and we'll, we'll, we'll be fine, you know, everything will be good. And then you had this sort of naive utopian new thinking Marxism and communism that was going to, everything was going to be great everything was going to be amazing if we just got rid of this and we'd be great with that you know and the the the, the helpful thing a hundred years ago tragically was that there was a war so there was like a defining line between before and after currently we're having a war without bloodshed you know we're, we're just basically things that cultural wars are going on big stuff is going on moving and and we're we're all sort of living with a certain anxiety and a certain uncertainty because it's it it is uncertain things are transitioning so i think that, that one we have to have a caution that that things haven't landed yet you know we're, we're, <laughs> what's going to happen isn't good so it's no use overthinking it at this point because it's so fluid it's still moving about we don't know who's won you know that there, there are there are sides that are all vying for our attention and time. So we just need to chill, <laughs> you know, spend time with Jesus and chill. You know, we, we, we're fine. You know, Jesus is in control. He knows what's going to happen. Fine. So we don't have to fight every battle, chase every rabbit, you know, troll every statement. We don't. We just don't. And and actually, the system is feeding off our, our sort of clash. You know, it, it wants us all angry about whatever like just look at some of the news that we but we that trigger us you know they know it's going to trigger us and therefore that we're suckers you know we just get drawn into the very argument that that's trying to be drawn into and you're like just pull back and just give yourself space what's going on it'll land someone will win and then we can decide what we're going to do with the side that's one you know and it could be either side right at this point it could be it could be high liberalism 
high conservatism. We don't know. As a church, we were going to have to do this anyway, even be, even before the cultural shift had happened. You know, our old infrastructure was dealt with a finite amount of people, was spending huge resources on itself. You know, not on the proclamation, not making disciples, not going out and and it was just inward looking. There are plenty of countries where the church is growing. So it's just, I'm talking about the Western church. There's plenty of great stories everywhere else, except us. <laughs> you know? and, and we lament because, you know, and, and actually we're getting evangelized by the East again. You know, the, the Koreans and the Indians and the Brazilians and the Nigerians are all coming to the West and, and being the missionaries, you know, in, in our cultures because, because we've lost our ground. And I think... I think there's a theological space that we need to work on. One where we recognize that we're all the kingdom of priests in the holy nation. You know, we are. It is not titles and pastors and this infrastructure, this hierarchy that's going to proclaim it. It is. It is us walking with Jesus and following Him where He's going to take us. He has a solution for it all. You know, it's. I may have shared this. I've certainly shared this with Randy, but it's. You know, I remember when my son, when my middle son Alex was about eight years old I was playing with Lego in a, and on the on the floor and I was sitting watching TV over him and and then he was like dad I'm trying to find this yellow bit you know and from where I was sitting I could see it under the chair you know and I'm like Alex it's just over there and he's like where dad and Alex just under the chair where dad and he's looking for this thing where where and I'm pointing at it and I'm like Alex look at me you know, look at me first and you will find your little piece. And and as he turned, he sees my finger. Again. And, and, and I just think that in so many senses, we're trying to do it ourselves while asking God. You know, we, we, we're saying, God, what are we going to do? And then we just get on with what we're going to do. And, and all he's saying is, look at me. You know, he's just saying, just, I, ha I know exactly what to do and how I'm going to do it. And I, and I just think, you know, that, that, the church has got to live into some of those spaces again, you know, and and people need to be aware that, you know, Jesus knows what the world is going to be like, etc. He's just continuously just asking us to be in love with them <laughs> uh. and find ways to be in love with them. Yeah. And in that in those spaces will come all the things that give us, you know, we'll, all the solutions that we're seeking will come, you know, because we've looked at them. You know, it's not that he doesn't want to give you that piece of Lego, you know, it'll come. It's And, and I, I just, I think as a, as a church, we've got to find those spaces again and find ways of doing those spaces. I mean, so in Scotland, I, I use the analogy about how, you know, this isn't a post-Christian culture. It's, it's, it's a pre-Christian culture. It's like there's four or five generations who don't know anything, you know, it's Christ is a swear word, you know, that just, there's no, so, so what do we, you know, how do we come back to what the, the old monks did <laughs> when they came to this pagan land, you know, two, two or three men in a, in a boat coming up a river into a pagan dangerous land and saying, how do we show these people the love of Christ? And they do it through their actions. You know, these guys don't know Latin. They don't even know. So they learn the language. They find their roots. They, they help them with their lambs. They till their ground. They, they go into their communities and simply serve them. 
And in their service, they explain the love of Jesus to them. Right? And, and I'm like, how do we begin to do that now in the cultures? If we if we just looked at American as the pagan land with with you know post-Christian whatever, that we're just simply going as pioneers back into it, carrying Christ with us. Yeah. Not even I'll, I'll take that back, not even carrying Christ, discovering Christ in the places already. There you uh, go. And that's good. <laughs> that's good. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, what what advice would you give Malam as a young follower of Jesus and coming from a different cultural background? Do you have any any thoughts for her? And maybe this ties into like, what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> if maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if this one you know, because I think we all have our own experiences. You know, your experiences, migrants, going to be different from mine. My my whole thing with my faith, even for my children, is I'd say, you know, is keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know, don't overcomplicate the faith. It's a relationship. Yeah. You know, it's 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 loving Jesus, loving His Word, loving His people. My like, so I've come through one of the most difficult periods business-wise in the past, you know, couple months. Just very very difficult, and and it's been really hard to get into devotional time, meditative time. Really hard to go to church even. Really hard to get into some of the things that I know are healthy for me, you know, that are good for me. And I'm just like wrestling with them. And and what I reduced myself down to eventually was, uh, there's two things I did. One is, everyone in, Greg, you know where I live, I've got a beautiful valley and a river in front of my house. So when I leave the gate of the house, um, and I usually take the kid, uh, well, my youngest, to school, we, we sort of pause at, the, at the, the top of the hill and just look over the hill. And every morning is a declaration of God's glory, you know, whether it's foggy, sunny, and, and I've, I've used nature hugely to to display God's glory, you know, and I love that David in the mountains playing the lute, you know, a harp to a sheep, understood God far more than even when he was in, in a temple or in the in in the palace. He still yearned for the time when he was up in the hills, you know. And I think nature can tell you everything and so much more about God than we, we sometimes come into. And so that is one thing I do. And the second thing is, I again, like I was saying, I was wrestling. I was wrestling with the word. I was wrestling with the time and structures of disciplines of my faith. So I just started listening to music. Music's always been important for me. So I just played a lot of worship music that I just listened to. And there was deep theology, deep places of rest that came out of those those periods. and and. And I'm sharing that I've been sharing it recently. Like I, I, I've been using hymns as as devotionals almost. You know, just as I was sharing just yesterday at, at a meeting about you know the the song praise praise to the Lord the Almighty King of Creation. There's a line in that it simply says ponder anew what the Lord Almighty can do. And I, it just when sitting at this business that's hemorrhaging and doing all sorts of stuff and everything every day was a crisis of some sort. There was this that line ponder and you what the Lord Almighty can do just kept coming back and I'm like, yeah, I mean I may be seeing problems that God can do something completely different and I can cover this. So, so I found that even now you know, nearly forty years into my faith, it isn't all just up and up. You know, there is still the up and down. It's that's the nature of the relationship. But 
there are there are roots and, and anchors I build into these spaces that I know when I'm in those spaces that I don't have to push myself continuously into, into a single place to experience God. I've created all this. I found, not created, a whole range of spaces where you find God. And there I rest with it. That's great. Yeah, I mean, pondering anew makes me think of uh, <laughs> Hebrews 12, 2, where mm -hmm. it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, just kind of bringing us back to the gospel, like and and how you never get beyond it. You never because you you never fully understand the love of God because it's so incredible that this triune God was willing to tear itself apart for us because mm -hmm. God loved us so much. And so when you see nature and you see God's creation, you see the beauty of it. You see, you know, just how awesome God is. And and, and that's in a fallen world, mm. you know. Mm. So I, I really, really, really appreciate that. Malam, do you have any questions for Sandeep? Yeah. So, I mean, um, what do you think that as your children, so they are born Christian, what do you think that, you know, how do they find their relationship with God? I think, like, with all my children, I, I, I told them that they're not Christian until they decide to be Christian. You know? Yeah. But I've, I've just given them a Christian bringing in my values, but they've got to make their choices, you know? And, 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 and one of the key things I found with my own kids was that doubt was not a bad thing. And my yes. father, who was a committed Christian and missionary, always had space for his doubt. You know, and and I like that uh, that there was it was there wasn't an anxiety that if I questioned something I was denying it. It wasn't. It was it was a expression of interest, and and so I always encourage my children never to back off that those spaces. Yes, you know? I'm like God will God will follow you all the way down the cave if you want to go there. You know, because He has both an answer and a solution and a space for that. You know, and yeah. so. I, I like when I talk about I, I, have a, I have a parenting theory which I'll share which is I think you've got to tell a child by seven show a child by 14 and then between 14 and 21 this is a seven-year cycle they'll test and throw everything out the water and they'll they'll wrestle with it you know and and at 21 they'll land somewhere <laughs> yeah you know? sometimes bruised and scarred and 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 I just I you know We've got five kids. We've got you know, two grandchildren with a third one turning up. You know, as much as my kids don't have my faith, I love that. You know, it's a struggle because I want them to have my faith. And I realize, no, <laughs> I want them to eventually, I want them in love with Christ. So when I look at all of them and their, all their journeys and, and they've all had faith and they're all in different stages of their faith, you know, so much strong thing. And, and my wife and I just pray over them. You know, it's there's a there's a deep helplessness that can come with your kids <laughs> when when you have no control over their choices and decisions. You know, but yeah. like I rely on God. That's who I rely, not on my children. You know, and 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 that's why it's beautiful to see even even my my second son who probably had the greatest wrestle with it. Yeah, you know, the biggest 
anger and rejection and and struggle to to now just watch his deep faith and 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 in his marriage and 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 soon fatherhood and just watch his his habits and his growth is 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 so much more rewarding and powerful you know because it's not my journey it's his journey yeah um, so yeah yeah, I mean, um, so it's it's the same that you have created so much uh, safe space for them. And it's so different that, you know, it's not a, like other people say it's a religion. It's not a religion like what people think of it. Like, you know, you have to follow ABC and then and then you really have to follow him without even knowing about him. It's a relationship. So in a relationship, you can start and then it's a whole journey. And it's always um, so fascinating to see everybody's journey when they when they, you know, in the moments when they don't follow him and you say then no we don't want to follow him and then suddenly something happens in their life and that faith it's just so fascinating yeah. and yeah i mean that's why i wanted to ask you this question because you are a parent yourself and you have uh, more than one child so there are so many journeys in front of you and it's so fascinating you know to look how they travel through that journey with god and it's not just them looking for God. God is the one who's seeking us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the, the idea that God is the one who's seeking us. That You know, the biggest seeker in the Bible, we think, is it Zacchaeus? Because he climbed <laughs> up that tree. Is it Nicodemus? Because he went to Jesus at night. No, the biggest seeker in the Bible is God himself. He's seeking yeah. to save that which was lost, which was us. And you brought up the, we're going to bring this to a close real quick here, but you brought up the idea of doubt. One of the most like confounding passages that, that I've come across recently is in Matthew chapter 28, the great commission, because it says the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. You're like, what? How, how's that possible? How could they doubt him at that point? How could there have been doubt? You know, this is the resurrected Christ. And, but I love the fact the Bible, it's in the Bible, you know, because it's there because it's real. Yeah. And, and that doubt lives in all of our hearts. Mm -hmm. Like we, we doubt God, God, God can answer one of our prayers and we'll say, we'll never doubt you again. And then, and then 10 minutes later, we doubt him, mm -hmm. you know, so any final thoughts from either of the two of you? Sandeep, any final words you want to share? Just, just one final thing. And it was just when I was looking at this, I'm looking at the screen and I'm thinking, you know, you know, we've all, we're all linked to India. <laughs> you know, we've, we've all either been there, or lived there or grown there. I'm in Scotland now, you're in America. You know, it's, it's, it's one is the scale of God, you know, to understand that, that his kingdom, his family is big. You know, and it's a rich, rich experience for all of us to be. I just, I always love that, that you know, we're not strangers. We're just family we've never met. And God, God prepares and brings us together because He wants us to delight in it. You know, that this relationship, this conversation, isn't just some sort of functional thing we're doing. You know, hey, so someone listening can be, you know, come to Jesus. It's like, like this is the delight. <laughs> it's like. Here, children, I've introduced you to each other, you know, and, and I think that's powerful. And 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 this final thought is my father used to always say, like, we are already the result of other people's faithfulness. You know, we're like other people have prayed for us, a youth worker, a pastor, someone who took us to 
to Christ, you know. And now we we've experienced that. Then, you know, our faithfulness matters <laughs> to others. You know, this is the channel. So so it isn't just left with Milan like, oh, this is what I get from this. Isn't this great? You know, I'm you know, hey, I'm sorted. You know, I'm on the boat now. You know, it's 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 Greg's faithfulness brings you to Christ. Your faithfulness brings others to Christ. You know, and I I love that. I love that 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 journey that we can be on. That's great. Looks like Malam is on the move. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you want to do you want to share anything as? Yes. One of the reasons I think Greg called me to the podcast is because I my journey is very different, and it's exactly opposite to yours. I mean, there have been some uh, similarities, but it's exactly opposite, you know, because you were born into it and you knew more about it and I'm still learning about it. And I think I still like that I am raw, real and naive because I question that why, where, and then people answer me and, you know, and I like this, that you, we are not rigid, that we have to follow something just because somebody told us that. And a lot of times that I've seen that, you know, a lot of people say that they just follow a person. They don't follow Bible. They don't follow Jesus Christ. They follow a person who have said something that, oh, there's something in the Bible. And they don't even cross question, is it in the Bible or not? Or how they have interpreted the Bible of what's written over there. So it's very important. And I think that that's why I like that, you know, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. And that's very important for us to have that relationship. And uh, it's not just you have to follow ABC to go to heaven. It's so much more than that. Mm. And this journey is a never ending journey. You will never be the best Christian, I think, that people have that idea of, or, you know, that people think. And it's so, I just feel overwhelmed and I feel blessed that I we have the space where people from different, even like, I am not a brown Christian, but I'm welcomed over here because I believe in Christ. And that's that's the only qualification we need, you know? That's, good. that's fantastic. Well, hey, thank you guys both for your time today. And Sandeep, if people want to find you, where could they find you online? Maybe it's your website. Your, your yeah, of course. I, I, and I would love to come to Scotland and see yeah, this you, you have created. <laughs> I mean, uh, blend, blend, blendcoffee.co.uk <laughs> and just, just use the email that's there. I think it's coffee at blendcoffee.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode and remember, on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.